this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another First Run Bald Movies. Uh, tonight, you are joining myself, Aaron, and also... Cecily. Who is sitting in for Jim, who was delayed on a real estate transaction. It says, uh, buying his first house. But our, we saw Justice League, which is what we're here to talk about. Our <laughs> little guys all grown up? Cute. Uh, so, Justice League. Uh, what did you think of this movie? I liked it. Yeah? I liked it a lot, actually. Okay. So you set your standards low, and I was um, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I... <clears throat> Not to say that it was bad. I think there were some really silly parts. Yeah. Like um, some of the the sped up and slowed down action mm. didn't really help it very much. Mm. Some of them just look silly, but what did you think? I thought it was better than i expected because i kind of expected it to be a train wreck with uh you know it's it's tortured development process like all the things all the baggage we've talked about when it when it comes down to like batman and 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 superman and superman versus batman and how you know this wasn't as snappy as say the first uh, avengers movie because it had the labor for the first half of it to introduce these other new characters and form relationships and, right, and invent yeah. all this backstory that we you know and it felt it felt very like lord of the ringian in some places but i if i was going to rate it on the scale of marvel i would say it's right around the first thor movie in terms of enjoyment because it had some snappy one-liners and it was some as quippy and it moved along pretty pretty quick but ultimately I wasn't that engaged with the material. I thought the villain was, I mean, I, I didn't really understand his motivations or what he was there for other than to set up the next Justice League movie. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not steeped in DC lore. Like, I know I'm pretty, I'm pretty good on my Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay at Superman. I've read a lot of his big, big stories and, and, you know, consumed a lot of media with Superman in it. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess this guy's part of uh, Darkseid's court, but I've never heard of him. And when I every time someone said Steppenwolf, I, all I could hear is Magic Carpet Ride, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. So, I, like I said, I think, I think Thor. Thor was it, it's you know not Marvel's finest work, but mm-hmm. it's certainly not a turd. Um, and and they got that with the Justice League. Right, they did like the opposite that uh, thing that Marvel was doing, and that is Marvel gave each character like its own separate movie, and then they all came together eventually. Right. But for this, I think that DC understands that most people are just not invested in each individual storyline, so they put together this ensemble movie first. And then everyone's going to get their independent movies, the people that have now been given a reason to care about these other characters. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like like you said, the first half of the movie was just devoted to filling in their backstories. There was um, a few too many monologues about people's hmm. past. <laughs> mm-hmm. But 
No, it's interesting because I, I do feel like it felt a, a lot like Lord of the Rings in a lot of its style and construct and, and kind of also. I wouldn't say the Lord of the Rings has dodgy CG, but then again, Lord of the Rings never leaned as much on CG as this movie does. Like a lot of the 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 scenery and the backdrops and stuff were real. And they digitally composited like that. But whereas this is just everything is made up and you can Mm kind of tell. And it's got this kind of weird muddy quality. But these are I mean, these are problems that are fixable. Like, I feel like the core of the Justice League are all very likable and charismatic. Mm -hmm. And they're some of the best versions of their characters I've seen in film. They need to um, they need to, to figure out why their CG is so muddy and messy and they need to fix uh they need to fix some of the stunts that they're doing because, mm-hmm. like you said, when they seem like they're very reliant on like slow mo, big camera swoops to sell the power, but it mm-hmm. ends up kind of looking ridiculous. But I mean, you've got like literal, you got literal. That's the difference between DC and and Marvel to a large extent is you've got like literal gods, um, like power levels. Like they, the Justice League, are so much pow- more powerful than than the Avengers. Like if you just take Wonder Woman and Aquaman like they're both at least as powerful if not more powerful than the mighty Thor who's arguably the mightiest of the Avengers mm-hmm. like you, you know Iron Man he does his thing the Hulk has got a very specialized kind of power but you know the Justice League is just on another level and it's going to be hard to sell that human scale combat and it seems like what they've done in the Zack Snyder era and I, I get it this, this was not a fully Zack Snyder film but is to have, you know, just like just really sped up and it's just essentially punching but f- but but running slash flying slash jumping really fed to, to, to sell them. Right. And that's 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 rough. That's that's uh, I, I think if it continues to play out this way, it's going to feel a lot like some of the X-Men movies where they struggle with like. Uh, you know, Jim and I have talked about the character that's just kind of suspended in a floating cloud of junk or power, and they're just 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 doing power auras at each other. Right. So, I mean, I think that they're going to take it out of the world, right? Yeah, they have to. I mean, because that's the thing. Like, that's they can also have. I mean, look how long it's taken Marvel to ramp up to like Thanos's power level. Right. And I feel like the next movie will probably be just, you know, dark side trying to take over the earth, which, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. Probably add in a couple of uh, Justice Leagues. Right. League people. From my history of watching the Justice League cartoon. Uh-huh. Um, see, and I did that. I'm, I'm glad you s- said cuz I that I I never did. I never oh, did. Really? I was very much in the Batman and even did a little bit of Batman and Superman, but mm-hmm. the Justice League, I, I I didn't get to see a lot of that. Yeah, in the cartoon, they have a Space Command Center. Right. So there's um, what's his name? The Martian. Martian. The Martian Manhunter. Man- Manhunter. <laughs> yeah. He was always my favorite. What's that guy? The Martian. Besides Wonder the Woman, Huntsman? obviously. Yeah. Why did you like the Martian Manhunter so much? Just got a cool look. Yeah, he was really cool. He was very collected. Um, he could be funny sometimes. He and Diana had like a special thing. Uh, Not like a relationship, or maybe it was. It's been a while since I've watched it. But I don't know. Their bond spoke to me for some reason. Interesting. He had a complicated backstory. 
All right. Well, I is, like the bad Martians. Is there anything? <laughs> non- he rode a motorcycle. <laughs> is, is, is there anything non-spoilery we want to talk about this before we get uh, to yes, the spoiler section? I would like your opinion on Rotten Tomatoes making the choice to withhold their score of the movie until it was released. Uh, and was that the request the of the production? I looked it up. We both looked it up right after the movie ended, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a score of thirty-six percent so far. I think that's a little harsh. I think that's way harsh. I think this is a high 60, low 70 type of film. Maybe mid 60s. Like I said, whatever. Again, it felt very much like the first Thor, which that was, you know, it's somewhere between the first Thor and first Captain America in terms of entertainment and, and, and production values and just kind of a cohesive plot, which, you know, if I'm if I'm a DC fan nervously waiting in the wings, I don't know that that's good enough, but it's but it's not fatal. Like mm-hmm. I think that the DC franchise continues to plod ahead and and hopefully shore up some of its weaknesses, you know, tell some smaller movies with some actual character beats for Aquaman the way they did with with Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and I I don't give a shit about Cyborg, man. I still don't get I I liked I like the Flash because he was funny and mm-hmm. his power is distinctive and and quirky. Um, but the cyborg, I I don't I I don't know how strong he is. I don't know what he does. He can manifest all these guns. He's a like like he's got RoboCop levels of hacking into computers. Like I, he's just a just just a Swiss Army knife of powers. I don't have a good handle on. So right, I guess I could re I, I I simultaneously don't care about still and but yet desperately need a good cyborg movie right. to to flesh him out. Because, I mean, everybody else, like, I think Jason Momoa was a freaking awesome uh, Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I've really, like, I kind of like Affleck as Batman. Yeah, me too. I it's like an a, older Batman. Yeah, like a mid, like a mid, like Batman past his prime. And uh, I, I like Jeremy Irons as his uh, Alfred. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really, I, I guess... I guess we need a really good Batman film to kind of move this ball ahead. Uh, the, and we need really good films for the other individual Justice League Leagueians, mm-hmm. Leaguers, and then we'll see how they they go with the franchise. But like I said, not great, not terrible. It's just, uh, you know, like 10 years ago, this would have been like our, like probably hailed as a really great, awesome comic book film. Right. But it's kind of at that level, that 10-year-ago level. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get to the trailer talk? Okay, before we get to the spoiler section, uh, some trailers. Uh, Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Michelle Williams star in The Greatest Showman, uh, a movie about P.T. Barnum. As soon as this trailer started and I saw Hugh Jackman at a typewriter in a room full of guys at typewriters, I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) And then it got better. Yeah, like I, and it kind of looks like it might be a bit of a musical. Definitely a musical. you know. About the PT, or the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Right. And how it started. Hugh Jackman is a great showman, and we barely ever get to see that. Right, and we know Zac Efron is. That's how he got a start in the high school musical. Right. um, yeah, it looks it looks amazing, and it looks like they've reimagined. Because I don't, you know, like a lot of people, the cir- circus has got a bad rap nowadays oh, yeah. with uh, animal cruelty yeah. and and a questionable labor labor practices. Um, but 
they try they're reimagining it as a place where everyone can embrace their uniqueness right. about inclusivity and yeah. accepting who you are as a person they're really leaning on like the kind of like uh the 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 camaraderie of the the the, the freak show gallery aspect of it right and i think that's kind of a neat angle um and it looks very colorful and fun mm-hmm. i definitely want to see that let's talk about pitch perfect pitch perfect three okay are you ex- are you do you, is that something you want to see in the theaters no not in the theater okay i will watch it a couple days after it comes out on hbo go <laughs> i liked the first movie i, I like we the watched first that one. together i like the first one a did lot did not like the second movie I thought the second one was not great and you know what they're doing it for a third and final time and whatever they're right. having fun right i mean <laughs> i watch a lot of stuff like i'm going to eventually watch the third uh fucking 50 shades movie and so yeah you know once i get on this once i get well, on a series on it's that hard level to, it's cute no, and it's fun. It's no, a good no, no. movie. I know, but like I'm under no illusions that I'm about to be, you know, have get. It, no, I'm it's in not for a cinematic serious, delight. <laughs> no, it's not a serious piece of filmmaking. I don't think anyone's under that illusion. Jim and I have talked about this a couple times, but I think it might be the first for you. The Commuter. Yes. Uh, Liam Neeson on it's a train. Same production team behind Nonstop. He's on a train, and he's a good guy. We think that's been forced to do a bad thing, and then he's got to hide out from all kinds. I, I, I don't, I don't care. Do you do you care about seeing this movie? Hell yeah! Really? As okay. soon as it comes out on HBO Go, <laughs> I'll add it to my Netflix queue All right. and never watch it. Here's one. Yeah, I've... it looks good. It looks fun. Just the Liam Neeson action flick. There's Did you not like much more to say? I didn't watch it. I thought. Wait, I just are watched you sure? all the tokens. I thought we did the one with um, cousin Mary. Wasn't me on a plane. Was not me. Well, okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about. A movie I think you want to see in the theaters, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Um, yeah, this looks exactly, it looks like they just carved it out of the video game itself. Okay. They put together you, all the like cinematics and then this movie happened. Because you played the video game. I watched you play probably 15% of it, so okay. I didn't recognize a lot of the set pieces and whatnot, but I do like the character of Laura Croft. Yeah, I, I think. I, I like uh, the idea of a female Indiana Jones type of character and... Walton Goggins being, I think, the big bad is exciting. Yeah, and Alicia Vikander is amazing. I love everything she's been in. What has she been in? Because I don't um, recognize her at all. She was in Ex Machina Ah, with Oscar Isaacs. Yeah. Did you see that one? No, no, I haven't, but I, it's, it's on my list of must-sees. I think that was like her first role or something like that. Um, she's been in a couple other things. I guess Google her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in her IMDb page. All right. Um, and that is, there's also a couple, I think we actually talked about Ready Player One on the last yeah. movie thing we did, so I don't need to talk about that. Um, and that's all the trailers, which means we've reached the end of the line for the free version of this podcast. If you'd like to hear Cecily and I talk about our spoiler-filled take on Justice League, you have to be a club member, and why not join today? You can go to club.baldmove.com, sample all the special features on that page. we got a little demo for each one of them. And, hey, you can try it for free for 30 days by signing up and get this and many more features. Uh, go to club.baldmove.com if you want in. If not, we will see you on the next installment of First Run Bald Movies, which will be after Thanksgiving. I believe it's December 8th uh, for The Disaster Artist. And uh, then right after that, we're back uh, full force with Rogue, or not Rogue One, The Last Jedi, which is going to be another really sweet movie coming up in December. Uh, We will see you then. Uh, All the club members follow me to the spoiler section.